Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast from Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to get into God's Word every single day, so we decided to read through the Bible chronologically and talk about it together. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea, and you're listening to God's Whole Story, and I'm here today with Chris and Lindsay again. We're doing a marathon of Job with Chris and Lindsay, and it is going to be so much fun. <laughs> it is fun. It is. Job is a barrel of laughs. <laughs> yeah. Actually, what's kind of maybe not great is we probably laughed the most during this book than we did in Genesis. If you don't, I don't laugh, know. you're you going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> what else can you do? Yeah. <laughs> um, so today we're in Job chapter 26 and going through chapter 29. And Job is kind of having a long monologue here talking in response to his friends and also talking about wisdom and understanding and some interesting stuff comes out. So Chris and Lindsay, what did you guys see in these passages? Yeah, this is a really interesting, um, beautiful passage actually. And I, the whole passage that we're looking at today is Job replying to Bildad and Bildad really telling Job, Hey, God is powerful. He's sovereign. He can do whatever the heck he wants to do. Everything, all powers in his hands. And Job kind of really agrees with that, but pushes back on that. And it really reminded me, as I look at this, I think there's a lot that we can learn about how to walk with people in suffering. Hmm. And we see his friends um, often don't do it well, <laughs> as I think they're, they're famous <laughs> for. I think the times they do it the best was when they started out with seven days of silence. <laughs> but uh, but the funny thing is, they, it's not because they told Job lies. What Bildad said in this conversation about God being all-powerful, that is true. He is all-powerful. He is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants. But when someone is suffering or when someone is going through a hard time or depression or anxiety or loss or grief, just because something is true doesn't mean it needs to be said or that it's loving. Mm-hmm. or that it's the right thing to tell somebody. And I think we need to be reminded, um, sometimes we kind of throw out those Christianese, you know, people need truth. We need to tell them the truth. We need to speak the truth. And it's really clear here in Job that we do need to speak truth, but we need the right truth at the right time and to really understand and discern that and ask, um, what is it they need to hear? Is this a loving thing to say, or is this just going to heap more burdens on them. So that really stood out to me as I looked at that. What do you guys think? I think you're destroying the Christian greeting card industry. One fell swoop <laughs> oh, at no. a time. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, I think we— This podcast I mean, is sponsored by Dayspring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so true. How often do we just say a pithy saying back to someone, and it's so true, but it, it's, it almost kind of gives us a response but doesn't cause us to engage with empathy or, or walk with a person through that. Uh, I think we do that all the time. Yeah, I know that I think everybody's been at the receiving end of that. Mm-hmm. Where people are like, well, you know, your dog died. And they're like, God's still good. And you're like, oh, my dog's dead. So, you know. And I mean, just Job, the amount of suffering that Job has endured, and seven days of silence isn't enough. Like, there's a reason why it, <laughs> it says. It all went down that note yeah. from there. <laughs> it's just the beginning <laughs> note to There's everybody. a reason why it says to mourn with those who mourn. I mean, they could have done something totally different and like. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't understand. And maybe I don't know much about the culture. But here's a contrast, though, that's glaring in the background. The friends had seven days of silence, and it clearly wasn't enough because God is still silent. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like God is sitting there and saying, hey, sitting in silence for a long time is not a bad thing. Hmm. 
with people who are suffering. Yeah. I mean, how you don't need to know the right thing to right. say. I mean, and Job crying out to God over and over and over again, just begging for God to reveal himself, yeah. like begging for vindication. And God still doesn't say anything. I mean, yeah. how often do we do that? And I mean, what if, what this story would have looked like if his friends actually joined him and said like, yeah, we're going to also pray on your behalf and yeah. ask Thank God. God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of leads into one of the things that stood out to me in chapter 28. Uh, I mean, Job's friends were trying to dispense wisdom and trying to give him all the right answers and, you know, these these platitudes of who God is. And, and like Lindsay, you said, it was true. But in chapter 28, there's a lot of this uh, kind of mining illustrations that talks about wisdom and understanding. It it doesn't just, it's not found on the surface. It, you've got to go deep for it. You've got to work for it. You've got to re- have it be refined. And, and I think in many ways, the wisdom and understanding that Job is obtaining through this, it didn't come just by reciting simple truths or even, you know, having people say very easy answers. It came through the hardship. It came through the difficulty. Yeah. Uh, and how true is that in our life that of whether it's wisdom, whether it's just character growth, that so much of what God does in our lives, it doesn't happen in a vacuum and it doesn't happen just because we see uh, an Instagram post with an inspirational quote on it. It comes through the difficulty. I mean, obviously the, the famous verse that we talk about with that is that God works good in all situations for those who love him. But, you know, I think back on my life, how many times I have begged God, take away this hardship and he didn't do it. And then later in life, when perspective sets in, I see that I've grown. I see that I've matured. I see that basically that mining has occurred in my life that's taken it deeper. And I can actually look back at those hard things and say, it was good. Yeah. Uh, things that I would have wished away mm-hmm. now turns out to be growth and, and benefit. And I think that's what we see Job's moving towards that. You know, uh, chapter 28, it, there, it almost becomes Proverbs-like where he relates that the fear of the Lord is, is truly the source of wisdom and understanding. And it's not that being afraid of God, but it's that submitting to him, wrestling, allowing him to mine things deep in your life that, that leads to the, that depth, uh, that real treasure of wisdom and understanding that comes. I, you know, it reminds me that when I run into people that are just so humble and such a source of like deep wisdom, mm-hmm. like they seem so at peace and just so empathetic, I realize more and more that I bet they've gone through a lot of suffering in their life, mm-hmm. um, inevitably. And people who've never suffered are... It takes some long suffering to be around them. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I have to be honest, but it's true. They're building wisdom and understanding in us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's the there's something when we really submit and seek after God in the midst of our suffering. It sh- it doesn't just give us information; it totally transforms our very being. You see those people, and there's something about the way they carry themselves. It's it's hard to miss because mm. they just carry something that can't be read in a book. Yeah. Wow. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, thanks for reading Job with us. We hope you are growing in your faith just like we are as we're reading this book and learning more about who God is and his awesome, incredible character. And we can't wait to keep reading with you. Hey, go follow us on God's Whole Story podcast on Instagram to keep up to date with what we're doing. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya. Job 26, beginning in verse 1. Then Job spoke again. 
how you have helped the powerless, how you have saved the weak, how you have enlightened my stupidity, what wise advice you have offered, where have you gotten all these wise sayings, whose spirit speaks through you, the dead tremble, those who live beneath the waters, the underworld is naked in God's presence, the place of destruction is uncovered, God stretches the northern sky over empty space and hangs the earth on nothing, he wraps the rain in his thick clouds, and the clouds don't burst with the weight. He covers the face of the moon, shrouding it with his clouds. He created the horizon when he separated the waters. He set the boundary between day and night. The foundations of heaven tremble. They shudder at his rebuke. By his power, the sea grew calm. By his skill, he crushed the great sea monster. His spirit made the heavens beautiful, and his power pierced the gliding serpent. These are just the beginning of all that he does, merely a whisper of his power. Who then can comprehend the thunder of his power? Job continued speaking. I vow by the living God who has taken away my rights, by the Almighty who has embittered my soul, as long as I live, while I have breath from God, my lips will speak no evil, and my tongue will speak no lies. I will never concede that you are right. I will defend my integrity until I die. I will maintain my innocence without wavering. My conscience is clear for as long as I live. May my enemy be punished like the wicked, my adversary like those who do evil. For what hope do the godless have when God cuts them off and takes away their life? Will God listen to their cry when trouble comes upon them? Can they take delight in the Almighty? Can they call to God at any time? I will teach you about God's power. I will not conceal anything concerning the Almighty. But you have seen all this, yet you say all these useless things to me. This is what the wicked will receive from God. This is their inheritance from the Almighty." They may have many children, but the children will die in war or starve to death. Those who survive will die of a plague, and not even their widows will mourn them. Evil people may have piles of money and may store away mounds of clothing, but the righteous will wear that clothing, and the innocent will divide that money. The wicked build houses as fragile as a spider's web, as flimsy as a shelter made of branches. The wicked go to bed rich, but will wake to find that all their wealth is gone. Terror overwhelms them like a flood, and they are blown away in the storms of the night. The east wind carries them away, and they are gone. It sweeps them away. It whirls down on them without mercy. They struggle to flee from its power, but everyone jeers at them and mocks them. People know where to mine silver and how to refine gold. They know where to dig iron from the earth and how to smelt copper from rock. They know how to shine light in the darkness and explore the furthest regions of the earth as they search in the dark for ore. They sink a mine shaft into the earth far from where anyone lives. They descend on ropes swinging back and forth. Food is grown in the earth above, but down below the earth is melted as by fire. Here the rocks contain precious lapis lazuli and the dust contains gold. These are treasures no bird of prey can see, no falcon's eye observe. No wild animal has walked upon these treasures. No lion has ever set his paw there. People know how to tear apart flinty rocks and overturn the roots of mountains. They cut tunnels in the rocks and uncover precious stones. They dam up the trickling streams and bring to light the hidden treasures. But do people know where to find wisdom? Where can they find understanding? No one knows where to find it, for it is not found among the living. It is not here, says the ocean, nor is it here, says the sea. It cannot be bought with gold. It cannot be purchased with silver. It's worth more than all the gold of Ophir, greater than the precious onyx or lapis lazuli. Wisdom is more valuable than gold and crystal. It cannot be purchased with jewels mounted in fine gold. Coral and jasper are worthless in trying to get it. The price of wisdom is far above rubies. Precious peridot from Ethiopia cannot be exchanged for it. It's worth more than the purest gold. But do people know where to find wisdom? Where can they find understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all humanity. Even the sharp-eyed birds in the sky cannot discover it. Destruction and death say, We've heard only rumors of where wisdom can be found. 
God alone understands the way to wisdom. He knows where it can be found. For he looks throughout the whole earth and sees everything under the heavens. He decided how hard the wind should blow and how much rain should fall. He made the laws for the rain and laid out a path for the lightning. Then he saw wisdom and evaluated it. He set it in place and examined it thoroughly. And this is what he says to all humanity. The fear of the Lord is true wisdom. To forsake evil is real understanding. Job continued speaking. I long for the years gone by when God took care of me, when he lit up the way before me and I walked safely through the darkness. When I was in my prime, God's friendship was felt in my home. The Almighty was still with me and my children were around me. My steps were awash in cream and the rocks gushed olive oil over me. Those were the days when I went to the city gate and took my place among the honored leaders. The young stepped aside when they saw me, and even the aged rose in respect at my coming. The princes stood in silence and put their hands over their mouths. The highest officials of the city stood quietly, holding their tongues in respect. All who heard me praised me. All who saw me spoke well of me, for I assisted the poor in their need and the orphans who required help. I helped those without hope, and they blessed me, and I caused the widows' hearts to sing for joy. Everything I did was honest. Righteousness covered me like a robe. I wore justice like a turban. I served as eyes for the blind and feet for the lame. I was a father to the poor and assisted strangers who needed help. I broke the jaws of godless oppressors and plucked their victims from their teeth. I thought, surely I will die surrounded by my family after a long, good life, for I am like a tree whose roots reach the water, whose branches are refreshed with the dew. New honors are constantly bestowed on me, and my strength is continually renewed. Everyone listened to my advice. They were silent as they waited for me to speak, and after I spoke, they had nothing to add, for my counsel satisfied them. They longed for me to speak as people long for rain. They drank my words like a refreshing spring rain. When they were discouraged, I smiled at them. My look of approval was precious to them. Like a chief, I told them what to do. I lived like a king among his troops and comforted those who mourned. 